Hello, and welcome to the Blockchain.com podcast. My name is Nicholas Carey, co-founder and vice chairman of Blockchain.com. Here at Blockchain.com, we hand select some of the most popular cryptocurrencies for you to buy, sell, swap, trade, and hold right within your Blockchain.com wallet. But what makes each of these assets we list so special? What problems do they solve? How many people are using them? And what does the roadmap look like for each project? From founders to developers, we'll hear from the brains behind the protocols themselves to find out why each one is worth paying attention to. Today, I'm joined by Stanny Kulichov, founder and CEO of Ave Companies, creators of the Ave Protocol. Ave is a decentralized liquidity platform that allows users to supply, borrow, and earn interest on crypto assets, all without middlemen. The Ave Protocol enables the creation of liquidity pools and lets users supply or borrow different cryptocurrencies. As it runs on the Ethereum blockchain, Aave uses smart contracts, meaning users don't need to trust a particular institution or person to manage the user agreements. Aave's native token provides holders with discounted fees on the platform. It also acts as a government's token, which gives owners a say in the future development of the protocol. Stanny, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we have a little tradition around here. Um, first question we always ask is, how did you earn your first pound, euro, or buck? How did you become an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, Nick, for having me here. I, um, that's a good question because I, I think my first online, like my first earned buck was in euro, and it was uh, earned online. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I created a website where actually you can submit your own guides. Um, and because there was so traffic on this website and it was on in Finnish language, so I come from Finland, Helsinki. So um, I had ads there. So that was the first time I was experimenting, experimenting with Google ads. And, and basically Google paid my first uh, paycheck ever, which is quite funny. Ah, cool. So very like digitally native entrepreneurship experience. I like that. So from ads, uh, moving forward, how did you get into crypto? What was sort of your journey down the rabbit hole, learning about money, digital money and cryptocurrency? I um, I stum- stumbled upon a couple of times into um, Bitcoin um, and, and basically how it works as well. But I, I, I got more excited about uh, blockchain in general. Um, and I think that was when... Um, I started to read more about Ethereum um, and how there is a programmable computer. And then um, I went to one of the um, events and in, in tech, Slush, it's a big event organized. In Helsinki. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at that year, I think it was 2000, um, I think it was 2016 uh, or 15, where they had a big theme about blockchain, one of, one of the major themes. And I think you were speaking there as well, and, and talking about talking about how people can be their own banks and and you know and that part. And I just got more and more excited and started to read about uh, Ethereum, and that got me into thinking like, oh, this is actually an operating system, and you can build a lot of things, um, especially finance, because that's where the narrative uh, started from. So I think that's that was the very first uh, route. That's cool. I didn't know we shared that history um, in uh, it's slush. So that's a good touch point. 
Um, it's also one of the, my favorite events every year. Uh, they host a huge tech conference uh, in what they call the coolest place on earth, which is uh, Helsinki in the wintertime, which I uh, can agree to. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's talk a little bit about your role as the founder uh, and CEO of Ave. So um, maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, the origin story of Ave. Where did it come from? Uh, you know, why did you find uh, the need to develop this and what's sort of the original genesis of the idea? Yeah, I mean, it, something that happened during my research is that I really wanted to build something uh, finance related um, over a blockchain because we saw a lot of value coming in. So with the tokenization, we we saw not just Bitcoin, uh, we saw also stable coins uh, back in those days, USDT, um, but also uh, interesting applications, very um, primitive applications built, built on Ethereum. Um, and that got me thinking that now that there is a way of uh, exchanging value between peers in a decentralized uh, manner through decentralized exchanges and uh, Ether Delta being uh, one of the first ones that uh, was launched back in 2016 in summer, I got more curious about what if you could actually use this value um, as a collateral actually, and, and you can borrow against um, tokenized um, assets and earn at the same time. So you could actually give your assets into a contract where a smart contract where other, other people can borrow against a collateral of them and you can uh, increase your holdings um, of your cryptographic assets. And back then we started to do small iterations of smart contracts and um, we were ETHLAND, short for Ethereum Lending before Aave, uh, a small community that started to just grow um, uh, quite quickly, and I decided back then I was still studying in the university that you know this is taking uh, fully my, my time now, so I really need to do this full time. And we opened an office back in those days, 2017, 18, um, in Switzerland, um, and then that's where we rebranded to Ave, and now later opened a bigger office uh, in in London where we have been um, growing. So that's the whole kind of like a short inception story. Oh, I like that. So um, cool to, to hear the, uh, the the origin story of the team. So talk to us a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you have faced um, finding product market fit and how does it differ maybe from other lending platforms or even from traditional financial lending services to give um, our listeners a bit of an idea of uh, how they can think about this in the context of maybe familiar uh relationships they might have with their bank or with a lending uh, company? Yeah, I mean, something fascinating about the, the tech that we build is that, um, you know, we build for access. So our um, kind of vision is that we want everyone to have same equal opportunity to access uh, the same financial opportunity uh, with the same rules. And smart contracts and decentralized finance provides that quite well um, because these contracts are built uh, with with the um, uh, execution that is guaranteed and, and can only be changed by uh, community governance uh, process. It's on a public um, blockchain ledgers, the, the, the deployments itself. So um, you see all the transactioning. So those bases are there. Uh, but the actual ability to, to participate and use um, decentralized finance uh, has been quite niche. So going even back in time, what we noticed is that there has been quite small amount of, um, I would say like a 
group of people that was interesting, interested in decentralized finance um, years ago, and that has been steadily growing. But it's still very small area. So typically, when someone comes into crypto, um, they onboard themselves through a through an exchange or where which is more centralized way because of the on-ramping um, perspective. And the Aave protocol itself, um, you have the direct access um, in a non-custodial uh, way, but at the same time, um, it, it's basically built to be an infrastructure and a back, um, kind of like a backbone for uh, some of these financial transactions that we, we want to perform uh, in this space. So one of the most challenging parts definitely has been that educating the user of uh, the non-custodial aspects, what are smart contracts, like, and even what is blockchain and what is crypto and all this kind of like education in between has been the most um, challenging part for us. And it's easier now than it used to be before, um, but it's something that we across the whole crypto space kind of have to still get better uh, on educating uh, newcomers. Definitely. So. Uh, someone can go buy crypto on an exchange or maybe using a blockchain.com wallet. They can then send that crypto uh, to a smart contract on the Aave uh, platform. Now, talk to us, but what kind of yield can they uh, earn? How do they have some confidence that, um, you know, that contract uh, will execute uh, in a way that is reliable? Um, you know, what are some of the things con consumers should know about? But also, what are the opportunities there? I think you, you touched on something that um, is really important. Uh, something that's passionate to me, which is, you know, building this open and accessible financial system. These types of tools used to only be available to people in Canary Wharf or, you know, sort of the financial centers of the world. But um, by democratizing access uh, to things like a lending protocol, regular consumers can also earn passive income on collateral that they possess. So talk to us a little bit about um, what kind of yields they can get. You know, what is the sort of what does it look like to be um, a user of uh, the Aave protocol? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, the 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 yield and and well, we usually call it um, interest rate strategies, um, and and the execution is is guaranteed with the smart contract. So, smart contracts are just applications or piece of code that has been um, deployed into the blockchain that is replicated in all these nodes. Um, you know, meaning that also that if you want to change those rules or um, policies, um, you have to go through a formal governance process. So what's um, exciting about that is that the the, uh, the Aave team itself, so we, we the builders, we, we can't go and actually um, change those parameters uh, for you. But typically in internet applications, um, if you are um, engineer, you could actually change some of the features um, on the fly because you are hosting the server. And by having this kind of like a, more of a community governance, it means that actually it's the users that come together um, and decide what could be uh, the interest rate strategy. And then mainly it's based on the supply and demand. So typically you can earn from one to 2% on um, stable coins um, in, in the current uh, market conditions. And obviously, when the markets are um, in, in a more upstream um, uh, condition, what happens usually there is more demand for uh, stable coins, which means that the yields are going um, higher. And I think that's the um, exciting part of the, the, the system that um, those interest rate formats can be actually changed based on uh, market conditions, based on the uh, collateralization, what kind of risk. Uh, 
um, is introduced into the protocol. Um, and that's quite fascinating. And the part of like providing equal opportunity is, is, is very important because if you, if we think about the, um, idea of, of wallets in general, uh, and crypto, that's the kind of like a fastest way to, um, get people connected into the same, uh, payments and, and financial network. So that's very, that's been like very big, um, part of our, uh, vision as well. And you can actually, um, so. Recently, we deployed the, the version three of the protocol, and we've been focusing quite a lot um, on this cross-chain um, idea. So now the Aave protocol is not only deployed on Ethereum network, but also on Polygon, on Avalanche, and so-called layer twos, Optimism, Arbitrums. These names come um, pop up quite uh, frequently when, when um, uh, anyone might be looking into uh, the scalability of, of, of uh, the blockchain. And it, it also means that assets needs to move between those networks. And that's where we've been uh, focusing upon um, uh, recently. Mm, cool. So um, to summarize, basically, someone that owns some Bitcoin, Ethereum, or maybe a stable coin uh, can earn some passive income through these interest rate strategies, yeah. which come at different uh, degrees of uh, rates, but also based on everything from the amount of collateral they're posting to uh, um, the conditions in the market, basically. Okay, cool. So earn some extra income while you're sleeping with your crypto. I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of like your uh, team size. Like how big is the Ave team? Um, I guess like we're always sort of in crypto trying to uh, get a sense for, you know, the, the the teams and the faces behind all the hard work. Um, so talk to us a little bit about uh, about that. Yeah, I mean, we're very small. We're, we're 80 people. Half is here in London. Um, and how, how the rest of the team is is uh, uh, kind of like distributed across the globe. So we've we've always been very small in terms of the projects we're uh, working upon. Um, and I hope we can keep it small. But there's always a bit um, uh, demand to to expand the team and, and build something more. Well, I think eighty is a pretty good sized team, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Um, so one of the ways that, uh, you guys have sort of encouraged adoption is through the use of the Aave token. Um, so can you describe, uh, sort of the tokenomics of Aave, how it benefits users to own some, um, because it provides discounts, uh, walk us through sort of the use case, um, of the utility token, uh, known as Aave. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, the first kind of idea of the Aave token is that, um, it's a governance token of the, the protocol itself. So so that the, the team or no single point of entity needs to govern uh, the protocol. It's actually the, the, the token holders that come together and vote on different kinds of proposals. So um, some proposals might have a few dozen uh, participants, some might have a few hundred, few hundred participants. Um, for example, the, the recent um, V3 launch. And what is um, good about that is, is that um, it brings this idea of anyone can come actually and contribute, um, come up with ideas, share them in the governance forum, uh, and those ideas might translate over time into a code that then is voted upon and goes into the blockchain and changes policies or the protocol um, itself. So it's access control there. And then there's the ability of uh, staking Aave. So what it means is that um, when you stake of into so-called safety module, you are as a community member 
backstopping the risk uh, of the protocol. So if there is some sort of a shortfall event, uh, which could be some sort of a, a failed liquidation or a smart contract exploit, for example, um, then that safety module is used to cover uh, that deficit. So it's, it's, it's basically allowing the, the community members to take additional risk uh, against a reward, staking reward, uh, to, to backstop that um, potential risk that might might be caused, and and that's uh, as as simple it is actually. <laughs> okay, so basically the the governance token helps uh, give a voice to all the yeah. community members um, that can actually vote on the proposals uh, that go into the longer term consideration of improvements and changes uh, to the Ave protocol. So a lot of uh, a way to basically participate. Um, in even the development and voice uh, of the community. I, I love that stuff. That's extremely cool. Um, okay, let's actually talk a little bit about uh, about that. So uh, the Aave protocol is always improving and changing. You just talked about um, V3 and the cross-chain work you're doing. So uh, what are some of the exciting proposals that um, are being uh, considered by the team? And to the extent you can share, you know, what does the next six or 12 months look like? What is the team focused on? Um, and what are you going to look back on and, and hopefully be proud of, you know, by the end of this year? Yeah, and, and the, the, the Aave community and the, the governance is very active, actually, uh, at this point. So I even to the extent, extent that I don't have all the time for myself to actually review all the, uh, all the proposals, which is um, interesting position to be in. Um, but there's sort of people in the governance that are actually doing it in full time. Um, there's also so-called... Uh, delegate platforms, so anyone can become a delegate um, and rally for governance power and then help to make decisions uh, in the uh, decentralized governance. Um, something that's very fascinating now, there's multiple proposals to add uh, LSDs, so, so-called liquid staking derivatives, um, into the Aave protocol um, as a collateral. So. An example of uh, um, liquid staking derivative um, is, is staked ETH. So when you um, stake your, your uh, ETH um, to validate transactions on Ethereum, um, there are some pools that are actually um, creating derivatives where they make that position liquid, meaning that when you stake your ETH, you get in return uh, stake ETH, which is uh, a token that represents your stake. So you can actually put that as a collateral in Aave uh, and borrow more ETH um, and restake and, and basically get this kind of like a, um, a bit of more leverage uh, for your staking activities. Um, so Lido is one example. There's Rocket Pool, um, stake-wise. Just Coinbase has also some sort of um, staking uh, CBE proposal as well. So it's getting quite popular, actually. And with the Aave protocol, you can get more out of it. Um, what we're focusing now, so we've quite a lot are focusing now post V3 launch on the Go uh, stablecoin. Um, and Go stablecoin is uh, over collateralized um, stablecoin that is minted against uh, your collateral uh, on Aave. So from time to time, currently there's um, multiple stablecoins listed in the Aave protocol. So you have DAI, you have USDC, USDT. Um, and from time to time, actually, there's liquidity crunches uh, for those stablecoins. So being able to kind of uh, fulfill those needs and, and demand spikes, uh, Go is, is basically 
uh, one of the stable coins uh, in Aave. So we're always uh, thinking of the Aave markets and, and the community to be as diverse as possible regarding assets. So it's not replacing the existing stable coins, but uh, effectively is supporting the Aave ecosystem. And it allows you to actually earn on your collateral while you mint uh, go uh, the stable coin. And all the revenue, so-called reserve factor, uh, goes actually directly to the DAO treasury, which can then give grants um, uh, and, and contract smart contract security work or risk management for some, some of these entities that are participating in the uh, other governance. So that's going to be our, our uh, almost full focus for the next um, six months on, on our side. Cool. It sounds like you're going to be pretty busy. Okay. <laughs> Last question. Um, what is sort of your macro view on the next uh, 12 months? What are things um, you're sort of encouraged by? What are the things you sort of realistically reassuring the community about and the team? Um, I think crypto famously has periods of it, lots of excitement and then periods where uh, there's a lot of work to be done to reestablish, uh, you know, great use cases, firm trust um, within the protocols and the, the teams working in the sector. You know, what, do you, what is sort of your message uh, to the team and to your uh, to the Ave community? I do see that over the past years now, so we've um, we've grown quite a lot of the, the, the technical stack. So, um, you know, in, in the very beginning when I was um, joining in, in crypto and, and starting to build things, um, you know, there was one decentralized exchange that wasn't really um, used by more than probably uh, 80 people. <laughs> so, and then, you know, we've, we've had a lot of um, uh, infrastructure on the decentralized finance side. We've seen now uh, DAOs becoming a way of coordinating between people across um, in different communities. Uh, we've seen non-financial applications um, even the, the Aave team is contributing to build the uh, Lens protocol, which is Web3 Social. Um, and we will see probably even more and more uh, non-financial applications going into also um, gaming. So I do see a lot of infrastructure uh, being built, but also I see a lot of scalability as well. So with layer twos, we probably will see that actually some of these uh, stable coins will go into um, internet payments as well um, down the line. So I feel very optimistic and I, I do measure it uh, from the perspective how much actually um, technology there is around us and, and, and people are building still uh, regardless of, of the current market conditions. Yep, I think that's why. So uh, more infrastructure, more scalability and um, you know, wide scale internet payments are things uh, we see in the not too distant future. Cool. Well, yeah. uh, Stanley, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast, teaching us a little bit more about Ave. If anyone liked what they heard, uh, you can purchase Ave right within your blockchain.com wallet. Um, thank you so much for your time and uh, definitely check out Ave. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the blockchain.com podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please like and subscribe to the show. And if your friends and family are embarking on their crypto journey, why not share this episode with them? If you haven't already, visit blockchain.com to sign up for a free crypto wallet today. We've been around since 2011 and we're the world's most popular way to buy, sell, and trade crypto. See you next time.